Hey there. Just before we start, I want to bring awareness to mental health. If you guys or anyone you know you think will um, is threatening suicide, whether or not they will do it or not, it's still best to get them help. They're not going to get in trouble. They put them on a mandatory 72-hour hold unless they voluntarily admit themselves and if they deem them not suicidal or safe to themselves that they are safe, they can get out within 12. But still, first of all, we want to make sure that nobody's harming themselves and sometimes people just need somebody to talk to. You don't mean you have to go call the cops on immediately. You you need to discern that, but always care. It hurts their feelings really bad when somebody doesn't care. So 1-800-273-8255. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Also, there's a crisis nursery. If anybody wants to take their kids there, I've never taken my kids there. Um, I know that you can without having to worry about repercussions of daycare. They're not going to keep your kids from what I've heard. Um, it's pretty good. Um, look into it if, you, if you're skeptical. But either way, it's a crisis daycare if you need a break. Or call Tiffers. I love babies. So the crisis nursery is 314-292-5770. It's at 11710 Administration Drive, St. Louis. 63146. Pause. Rewind it. Figure out if you need to do that or not. And I'm pretty certain that... There, there would be stuff out. They don't take your kids and unless you're hurting your kids. And I think that is seeing somebody for help is a good way to, um, to show that you're not going to endanger your kids because you're making the right decision. There's no harm in saying I'm not the best place for my child right now. I've done it. Trust me. Okay. I respect you for that. Also, if you need help, you have to put the mask over yourself first. 1-800-273-8255. I don't care if you've done drugs. I don't care what you've done. I love you unconditionally. Please listen to my podcast. If you need me, I'm always here. Namaste. Listen to this one. It's a good day today. It's a great day, Tater Salad. Hey, hey. So, it's Tiffany. We're not going to talk about nothing mushy and soft today. We're going to talk about real life stuff. Well, it's all real life, but slightly different. So something I'm going through or just went through and um, I'm going to address some mental health issues and also um, just bring you to a place of knowing a little bit about my life, um, kind of what's happening somewhat or just, just right at the end of it. But let's talk about narcissists today, can we? I don't know if anybody's ever been physically or emotionally abused, but they're both terrible. And I just know that I have suffered my share of trauma and I get in these these pity parties where I'm so tired of it, like like it but it's just exhausted, like it's not fair. Like well, you wanna have a sad pity party and it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Like, why does this happen to me? And then I'm like super private. I don't want people to know my business. Like I'm like the type that could be seriously freezing in the snow, cold with no money. And I'll be danged if I tell anybody. I have so much pride and ego and I have so much trauma I have to get help for. So though I can help you guys by telling you my story and I would love to help you in any way if you ever need heard, I don't want you guys to think that I think I'm perfect or or that I'm like in a position to to know everything, to tell you guys great advice. I can do that all day long, but I don't know if I always do it to give it to myself. You know what I mean? So let me tell you a little bit about this narcissist. So trying to let me think for a second I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna no I can't like I really physically can't tell details of like how I met how what because 
because I suffer from a lot of shame and, and, and nervousness about who I can share with and what. And someday I will, I will absolutely share with everybody in the world because, because you guys need to hear it. But right now I'm just not in a place to emotionally um, or mentally be equipped to be okay and comfortable with it. Some of the details because it, I suffer from shame as well. And I'm, no, take the back. Watch this. I'm healing from shame. I think I just get shame when I feel like I'm just thinking about this. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done because I know where my heart is. Just that that's how God judges us. I'm always ashamed because I worry about what everybody else would think. And though I say I don't care what they think, I do because people can be hurtful. Even their lack of response can be hurtful. Like it's mean. And um, so with that being said, before I go any further, I think it's very important. I do this on some of my shows and it's so important. I'm going to tell you guys something before I get to the narcissist. First of all, you never know what somebody else is going through. I, for myself, I've never called the suicide prevention hotline. I've also never felt suicidal. Have I said it a million and one times? Of course. It's not even for attention. It's just because, dang it, I'd be so, so like, I want somebody to realize like, because when you're, when you're not suicidal, you love to live. But, but what if you weren't? Like, who the heck do you think you are to hurt me? Like, you know that I'm hurting. Why would you pick on me even more? What if I was? And I would like to, I thought that I would like for them to understand. Like, what if it did? But then it doesn't get you nowhere because their response isn't going to be what we want it to be. Okay, you're going to kill yourself? Cool. Like, what? And they really probably don't care. Hate to say it. They really don't. Um, and I don't know that I have much room to talk right now. I'm going to call myself out because... This is something that I'm grieving for. Um, and I don't know if I'm lying to myself or telling the truth. So in the last year and a half, I don't, I don't talk about a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm very private, but let me just tell you some, let me just tell you some traumas that I've been through. I will tell you these. Um, I've been beat up by more men than I can count. I sometimes think that half of them are my fault, even though I know that they're not, it's never my fault. I'm a pain in the arse, but we are supposed to keep all hands, feet and objects to ourselves. I'm at fault for not choosing my friends wisely or my acquaintances. Uh, those are called trauma bonds. Um, and that's how I got to the narcissist. So let's go to this. This first thing I was going to do is show you the number for suicide prevention or tell you it. Suicide prevention awareness number. If anybody's struggling, and I'll put it somewhere in my comments if I can. 1-800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I want you to know that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And you just, you, this life is so beautiful. And no matter what you believe, I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe that we have the spirits, the angels, then we have this rare and only few get to experience human existence. And then when we pass away, we're back into the spirit. But there's not, not every entity in, thing in the world gets to do both we get to do both this body is amazing i got this whole body it's so cool you get free will choices i mean it's a blessing don't let these scrub crows make you your eagle self feel any less than you are they crows do you know the story of the crow and eagle well i will tell you kindle he was a crow i said it so, anybody's picks on people and bullies, they crow. So, 
Actually, crows are very intelligent, but they do stupid things. Kind of, okay, I might have just call myself a crow because listen, Linda. I kind of sometimes am very smart and the dumbest person, the dumbest, smartest person ever. Sometimes I am so smart, but I do the dumbest things. That's what a crow does when it does this. So, and I teach this in my yoga class in my mind because I haven't taught it during class yet, but I'm going to someday, you know. But like, so the crow, we do crow pose. So you will place both palms on the ground. And you'll almost go act like you're going up into a headstand. So you're going to, you can practice by hopping, doing hops up in the air. like. But, or you can pretend like you want to go into a headstand. This is just how I explain. I'm sure there's a better way. But for me, this is what I choose. You act like you're going into a headstand, a handstand. And then instead of going straight up into a handstand, you just fly with your legs right by your forearms. So you want to try to get your forearms as close to you as you can. Then put your knees on top of your forearms and fly. Totally cool. That's the crow. I'm telling you this because there's a purpose for it. Because I'm telling you a story. The crow always picks on the eagle, which is the eagle pose. It's an ever pose. We'll explain that another time. And um, the eagle is like the, you know what the eagle is. It's a bad mamma jamma. And so the crow, for whatever reason, it's like, I'm gonna, it just wants to mess with it. Like, kind of like me with people sometimes when I be in my feet. You know, I'm a little aggravator, instigator. I'm not perfect. Don't judge me. But I'll be like, the crow's like, oh, like oh, now all of a sudden I'm a crow. I don't even like how I just flipped the script on myself. Anyways, so pretend I'm the crow. I'll be the crow today. Whatever. <clears throat> we all have moments of crow energy and eagle energy. But today I'm the crow. You're the eagle and I'm the crow. Pretend I'm the crow. And I'm like, caca. Caca. <laughs> and you're like flying because you got places to go. You an eagle. Your wingspan is huge. You got things to do. And this little like scrub needs to get the heck out of your way. But you don't even think that. You know why? Because you're the eagle. You so, so just uh, got so much... Um, What's the word I'm like? You're refined. You're just refined. You're just, you don't see anything. And you're just like, hmm, I'm the eagle. So the eagle's flying, right? And the crow's like picking at the eagle's head. All the other birds, are, they fear it. They respect it. But the crow is smart. They say it's smart, but not, not this time. It's not, it's not that smart because it's so worried about other people. I said I yelled it. I did because I might have a little passion behind that. People need to mind their business. The crow's so worried about other people not helping, but just being detrimental and nosy, like sticking that nose in where it don't belong. I'm going to be real. Can't stand people like that. Mm, that's, that's, that. Hey, it's up to Jesus to give them grace. I just want to give them the finger, and I can't. God, forgive me, because I choose to not give them the finger. You're welcome. The crow's just picking its eagle's head, and the eagle's flying higher and higher. So the eagle's just pecking, pecking, or I mean, the crow's just pecking its head, like, for whatever reason, like, instigating butthole. And the eagle's flying higher. Eventually, the crow, because it's not paying attention to his own damn surroundings, sorry for cussing. If, I don't know if it dies or not, but it falls away. And you know why? Because the eagle never even acknowledges it. Because it's like, is you a bugaboo? You're bugging what? You're bugging who? You're bugging me? And don't you see me? Cool. Destiny's child, you're welcome. And the eagle just keeps flying because it's not going to sweat the crow. You a crow. Like, I don't even see you. I'm the eagle. Like, dog, please. And so, the eagle flies higher altitudes than any other bird. And this crow can't withstand the oxygen. So eventually it just like either passes out or dies. I'm we're not sure. It's none of our business. See? <laughs> so don't be, don't let crows make you suicidal is the point of it. And um, hurt people hurt people. So sometimes, and a lot, 90, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't like much on statistics. And I don't want to get you wrong. But there's definitely more so times than I am by myself. Way more, three-fourths at least, more by myself than I am with anybody. And actually it's very lonely time when you're transitioning between I feel like all, I'm going to say one cuss, I don't, I can't say it because it's disrespectful. No, we should have to cut our ears out. I need to have self-control and think of other words, but I just like this word, but I'm going to curb it. 
in case my kids were listening and things and other people's kids made me to stay focused, not cuss. See how I progress that in my brain? You're welcome. I'm still working on me. Anyways, hurt people hurt people. So if people are being mean to you, one, you think two things. I'll give you a lesson of me, who I am, and then who my son is because he a G. I'll say, Lucas says, you know, some kid's picking on me. And I'm like, okay, Lucas. But that's not right that he's picking on you. But I wonder why he's picking on you. Does he get picked on at home? He's like, I don't I don't know, but he's not going to be mean to me. I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> you know, um, as a mother here, I'm supposed to say what the, the government and the state and the laws and teachers want me to say is, they want me to say, Lucas, we don't solve anything by hitting one another. We keep our hands, feet, and all of us to ourselves. But then the old school OG in me from down in the south in southern Boot Hill, Missouri, wants to say, you hit me first, I'm going to knock you smooth. But I cannot exactly say that, but I can't. Here's what I say. Lucas, I'm going to trust you with that decision, but you know you're not allowed to hit others. And I would like for you at least to, to consider, no, it doesn't excuse his behavior. But what if he is getting picked on at home by somebody in his house, his older brother, sister, little sister? Or it could be a positive, I'm going to say, because he's just an asshole. He might just be an asshole. You're right. But the, listen, I don't just go around knocking people out because... Because I got kids I'm trying to get. And I'm trying to show that I'm emotionally stable. Because I am. And you got to have self-control. Just like if you walk down the street and a girl's wearing some booty booty shorts. And she gets harmed. You can't say, well, then she shouldn't have been wearing those shorts. No, he should have kept that in his pants. It's called self-control. It's a fruit of the spirit. Check it out. We all are in charge of ourselves. And so I would love to tell Lucas, yeah, he hit you. You hit him back. Lucas, it, I mean, yes, I, I really think he should. <laughs> But as a mother, I can't condone that. But I do tell him, you can defend yourself. It's his, I live, give him his, his own judgment. Just like um, I don't force my daughter to say sorry if she upsets grandma or grandpa or is disrespectful. I just look at her. Now, Nubbly, that, I, I should, I, what? Now, listen here, young lady. Now, you are very lucky to have grandparents like that. But you do not outside of your dome ever think of speaking to them like that you know how blessed you are to have them grandparents how blessed i am thank you baby jesus because lord knows i was living life wrong you blessed you don't live in chaos you never seen drugs you don't know nothing except for beautifulness and maybe missing your mom that's sad but still you oh your your grandfather an apology Mm -mm, i mean i don't know where she gets this sassy stubborn shit from it ain't (laughs) And so I was getting ready to tell her, say sorry to Papa one day. And I was like, wait a second. I am not about to tell my daughter to be a liar. So I did something even better. This is good, my mo- good mother. I'm, I'm going to say it. I said, no, believe. You go. Th- Never mind. You know what? I don't even want you to tell Grandpa sorry if you don't want to. But I would like to think that if you so love God, which I know you do, he sure convicts your heart makes you feel bad. Because I'm going to tell you right now. If you really are not in the wrong, then you don't have nothing to worry about. God saw that. And so I'm going to trust your judgment. I've always trusted it. I'm going to trust you to go to apologize. That's none of my business. If you ever, I'm not even going to ask. Between you and Papa, how much you want to bet she wouldn't say sorry? I'm not. It's none of my business. She didn't. Well, she did. I know my kid. She felt that way of conviction. Now, how did I force an apology on her? She would have never learned the lesson and understood it. Because I'm not going to leave her. I'm not leaving her alone with the conviction there. I'm forcing her. Go say sorry right now. You need to want to be sorry. You want to be sorry. Just like my daddy told me. You don't steal because you're not you're afraid to get caught you don't not steal because it ain't yours uh, we should want our kids to make these decisions on their own and i believe it or not i was kind of a bad girl and my kids are so dang well behaved 
And, and you know, I'm not going to say it's not because of me too. It is. I'm a dang good mother. Even in the, when I wasn't a good mother, I was still a good mother because I, because I admitted that I was not a good mother and I admitted I was wrong. I took accountability. I recognized that I felt bad and I made, I made strides to get better. And that's why I don't understand this narcissist. So I used to, I'll just tell you, I used to verbally abuse my oldest son uh, and sometimes my other, not, not really the little ones, but mostly Noah. And I feel real bad. It's so hard for me to talk about it. I'm going to tell you, I did. And you know how I stopped? Awareness. <clears throat> now I'm going to even tell you why I did it. And it, I, I mean, I'll give you an idea um, because children learn what they live. Now my mom never did it, but that's irrelevant. There was somebody else in my household that did. And so that's what I knew was screaming, yelling, hollering, being mean. And I was hurting. And who knows? I wasn't I, here. I got through that so quick without no counseling, nothing. You want to know how? One day I woke up and I was tired of my shit. I was yelling, calling names. It makes me feel bad, but I'm not living in the past. I learned and I'm so proud of it. And if it saves somebody else and you stop in your trucks, if you're doing it, then I, then I'll tell you, then, then I'm going to tell everybody. So I was, I was foul. I mean, shoot. And then one day I was watching his reactions on his face. And I was seeing little pieces of my son falling away. I got, this is hard for me. Anyways, that conviction, what I seen my, like I was the witness in my own life. And I learned that this year, this past year, last year, you were teaching me, but listen, I learned and was aware of what that is called, but I've been doing that and I don't really know how I started. My heart must have screamed up to God to make a generational curse stop. I don't know. Now my son, he still struggles to trust me when I'm not going to go into details. Um, I don't talk to him very often. I love him with all of my heart. If he ever hears this, he needs to know. I talk about Noah all the time. Y'all know. I think we know I love Noah. We get it. We get it point is when people don't feel bad that's when we have a problem any advice for new moms i'll tell you some advice right now you're gonna mess up a thousand times in different ways all of you in different ways you're gonna choose one dope over your kids you're gonna choose a dude over your kids you're gonna cuss your kid out you're gonna beat your kid you're gonna give your kid cupcakes and spoil the crap out of them give them too much love you're not gonna give them enough we all are gonna screw up in different ways but nobody's better than anybody for real as long as you feel bad it's when people don't feel bad i start to worry that's what I went through with this narcissist over the past three, two and a half, three years. And out of necessity, needing a ride, not wanting to be alone because I'm in the process. I've been for years changing my circle and I've really got it narrowed out. You know where, who I got now? What's up, dude? Talking to God. I'm just looked up. God, hey, where are God? <laughs> I'll be talking to myself. Now, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to God. For real. That's what I do. So, if you don't believe in God, that's cool. I do. Because, I mean, you got to isolate yourself. You know how the butterfly becomes a butterfly? It sits in the darkness. What about the lotus? In the mud? In the darkness? What about the oyster and the pearl? In the darkness? God brings the light from the darkness. He goes in the dark places and molds and does some things. And that's what here I am, though. (laughs) Anyways, I had a narcissistic abuser. If you're dealing with a narcissist, um, how you will know. And don't be calling everybody a narcissist. Everybody's on a narcissist kick. But I'm going to tell you how you'll know. These people are not nice. As a matter of fact, they're so not nice at borderlines. I don't know the difference. I, listen, you'll have to watch your own YouTube videos. I, haven't, I don't watch them all because I get bored with it. I didn't need to watch it. I watched it in my life every day. Hello. I'll say this. I've gotten beaten up by more men than I can count. And one narcissist in two and a half, three years. Whew, 
that was a weight on me. And then don't be talking shit. Sorry for cussing. Saying, that's what she'd leave him. She should leave him. You don't know anything about emotional abuse if you think it's easy to just leave. That's what a prosecuting attorney told me one time. I'm not going to say names. <clears throat> Good guy. I said, I'm sorry I went around and I shouldn't have went around him. He said, that's the difference between emotional abuse and, um, hold on, I'm thinking. Emotional abuse and uh, partner, oh, it's in, what's it called? I'm trying to think of work. Give me one second. Domestic. Domestic abuse and emotional abuse, two different things. Domestic, have a little quarrel, a little altercation. Emotional abuse, that's that verbal and physical. I mean, you just beat down mentally. Like, you don't even know what's up and down. You really start disliking yourself. Here's the thing, though. My God is an awesome guy. He ran from heaven above with some power. And of our God is an awesome guy. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and of our God is an awesome God. Whenever I would start talking about God or want him to hear a preaching or something of, of something on TV or YouTube, this dude would snap out before it was over. I mean, five minutes in, he's causing fights, yelling. The devil makes noise when he's moving. You don't like that. That ain't no joke. The devil don't like to hear. One time I was trying to make a wrap-up talking shit to Satan. I still haven't made it. Maybe I will someday. But you know what I realized I was doing all day and I didn't even know it? Because I kept messing it up, starting over. Kept messing it up, starting over. I was telling Satan to get out 50,000 different times. And one day I started laughing at the end of it. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I just told you, Satan. I was just trying to make a song. I didn't get no song. But apparently somebody said, you need to get the hell out of here. I said, hell. That's the place. It's not a, it's not a cuss word. I'm doing some cussing. But that's all I got to say today. Narcissistic abusers, they gaslight. So um, say he's lazy and doesn't want to work. Or she. Let's use girls. I don't want to pick on dudes. This girl is lazy as shoot and don't want to work at all. Was she going to send you all memes from, from YouTube? Like, you lazy. And, and then they're very egotistical, arrogant. They feel no remorse when they do some things. I mean, if they do. Here's. I've seen that some narcissists go into counseling. I'd like to meet them, dude. Because is that a rarity or is that. I'm questioning what. But all I see. I'm going to pick on females a little bit, too. That I see all these girls in these narcissist groups. I don't even want to be in them groups. Because all. Listen, Linda, it's like bipolar. Like, not everybody's bipolar. You know, we have a lot of misdiagnoses. You want to you wanna find out what you have for real? What you do? First of all, you got to be sober. You cannot diagnose yourself or, or say you something that you've been for years if you've never been sober for five minutes because those are called post-acute withdrawal syndrome. They go on for about six months. So you want to be sober for about six months, you can say you have something if it's still occurring. But, the, but usually most things go away with years, age, as your brain develops. And um, I, myself, got off Xanax. I was on Xanax for 17 years until I was 32. And then I knew I was just seriously abusing them. And you really need to be in a doctor's care to do that. I was hallucinating. It was bad. Hardest thing I ever got off of. The second hardest thing was um, not something I'm going to say. See, I still have shame in that. Why can you say Xanax but you can't say that? Why can people say Coke and not say that? Now get the hint what it is. You, we know what it is. Because it's poison. It's all ugly. It's all poison. But for some reason it has this st- st- uh, stigma attached to it. And it... Just like, you know, like this is a trashy drug and it is. And you like, you know, I, um, I've been like going to the dentist a lot and doing pretty things for myself because I'd never want to look in the mirror and think that of that anymore. That's not who I am. And, and, and so I'm going to change my, um, it's, it's, it's sad. Cause like even you can quit drugs, but you're going to still see the after effects on them for a long time.
your like six months from your behaviors and stuff, but like your looks, like there's a look attached. And if you think you're doing that and you don't have a look attached, you might want to look again, sweetheart. If truth hurts, or if it hurts, it's probably truth, right? Because people could say I'm a bad mom all day. No, I'm not. But if they say something about something about, and that's what narcissists do, like they'll pick on you and nick you down. And sometimes, especially if you're strong. You don't even know you're being strong, but you just still bounce back and recover a couple of setbacks. So just stay strong. If I can get through what I've been through, you can too. It's going to hurt. Cowgirl, don't cry. Ride, baby, ride. And just know I'm always on your side. And if I'm not on your side, I'm going to tell you. If it don't apply, let it fly. I'm always here to listen, although I talk too much. This is the end of my podcast. 1-800-273-8255. Don't let them ever knock you down and keep stay down. You curl your knees to your chest, give yourself a hug, get yourself out of that fight or flight parasympathetic nervous system. Tell your body, your mind to tell your body that you okay, or your body to tell your mind you okay. And also I want to teach you some little meditation I just learned very quickly. It's, I mean, there's a lot more to it. You got to look it up. It's Ted Dispenza, a book called Supernatural, Becoming Supernatural. I don't care if it doesn't interest you. I know it's true. It's scientifically proven. Check it out. What? Better safe than sorry, right? So, if you're having any kinds of pains, I'm having pains in my hip because I'm pain in the butt. And then also, I have mental health issues as well that I'm healing and trying to, not trying, I'm healing from them. Sorry, Satan. And um, so what you do is you squeeze your perineum, which is your anus. You're welcome. You squeeze it really tight. And as you squeeze that, you squeeze all three of your lower chakras, sacral, root, wait, sacral, solar plexus and your chest yeah so your heart your anhara you squeeze those three together starting at the perineum which is essentially your taint <laughs> you know what that is don't know why it's between your anus and your parts and it's that that's a um it's called the perineum so when you squeeze that you squeeze up 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 and then when you're squeezing you're bringing your air up so i don't know how to word this but there is a Whatever's around that coats your brain so it doesn't get hurt is, is in that area. And so what you're doing when you're squeezing, squeezing tight and bringing up to your crown, which is your head, your picture pulling all that air and energy is what you're bringing up into the top of your head. Then you pause the top. Hold for about 10 seconds. Let it out. But while you're doing that, sometimes it's a process. you got to Google it yourself. There's way more to it than that. you got to be thinking of the life that you want to create. It's scientific proven. Ted Dispenza made himself walk and stuff again. People, go be supernatural. It's not some mystical weird thing. It's it's science. Go do it. Did you know in the 20th century, people used to live way long time ago? They used to live way better, way longer. But And now we live short because we got more stress. I stress. But I'm trying to tell myself, I just keep, I get stronger every day. I keep telling myself I'll be okay. Cause even on my weakest days, I can't sing, but I get a little bit stronger. You're welcome. And I'm done hoping this narcissistic guy will work it out. I'm done with how it feels, spinning my wheels, letting you drag this heart around. And oh, and I'm done thinking. You could ever change. I know my heart will never be the same. But I'm telling myself I'll be okay. Cause even on my weakest days.
voice. I sing sucky, but I get a little bit stronger. You're strong. You're beautiful. I want you to affirm some things today. Ready? And believe it. And then do the perineum thing. Just practice. I am limitless. I am untouchable. I am invincible. I am supernatural. I am stronger. I am surprising them with how well I bounce back and recover. And if I'm ever suicidal, I am calling the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. You're never alone. God's there. If you believe in God, he'll send me. I'm a reflection of him. You're welcome. Here I come. You're your girl T. Peace, peace. Namaste. The light me sees, loves, and honors the light in all of you. And if everybody would just be nicer to each other, the world would be a better place. If I help one person and 20 don't like me from this podcast, well, then I'll do it again because that one person got help. Y'all have a great day. Stay out your own way.